Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? Or do you really know what you're talking about? Do you remember the um, theme to the TV show How? I do. Well, it was um, it was a drum beat one. Yeah, drum it was like an American Indian mumbling yeah. bar, 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 like that. That was right? it. Yeah. 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 Well, I I think we could have that. You know, underneath everything we um, talk about tonight, because I think I'm going to say the word How an oh, awful right, lot. Yeah in this story hopefully not in a vaguely racist way now no not in that no. way just Fred how... Dynage that was him wasn't it Fred Dynage Fred Dynage yeah yeah yeah. That. yeah yeah used to like that and a guy in a shed Jack Hargreaves Jack Hargreaves with the pipe and his pipe <laughs> everyone like, remembers the pipe yeah. kids would look up to an old man in his shed in his card he's smoking a pipe yeah. yeah good good days good when was the last time you saw anyone smoking a pipe oh Gotta be fifteen years ago. Other than on telly, you know, or yeah, watching in old things. Two films. Yeah, you don't, because for a long time people thought uh, you didn't get uh, cancer if you smoked a pipe, wasn't mm, it? They yeah, said that it filtered it. Filtered it, it yes. And the fact that it obviously didn't, um, and then you always got that disgusting, uh, like anyone with a beard or moustache that smoked a pipe, you got that yellow stripe. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm. What are we talked about? <laughs> Doctor Who, isn't it? Yes. Doctor yeah. Who, that was it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, here we go. Tenth Doctor. We're, yes. we're back into New Who. Last time, <laughs> it was survival. Um, anything's got to be an improvement over that. But let's find out yes, much let's more. let's find out yeah. whether it's much more. Because this, um, I think I said before, I, apologies to the audience if I sound absolutely ropey. I've got COVID at the moment. I'm still positive, so hopefully my voice will hold. You Depends how many on. times I have to go for some reason. Mm. Um, but yeah, so this this is generally regarded as one of the finer and better uh, Doctor Who episodes. And I, I must admit, I sort of I've not seen it in a while. And in fact, I don't I don't think I've seen it since it was on. Um, and I sort of thought that I remember at the time thinking, oh, this is good. This is good. I mm, I've got issues with it. I've got a lot of issues with it. All right. Well, let's issue away, shall we? Yes. I don't get it. How come they got in there? They teleported. You saw them. As long as the ship and the ballroom are linked, their short-range teleports will do the trick. Well, we'll go in the TARDIS. We can't use the TARDIS. We're part of events now. Well, can't we just smash through? Hyperplex this side, plate glass the other. We need a truck. We don't have a truck. I know we don't have a truck. Well, we've got to try something. No, smash the glass, smash the time windows. There'll be no way back. Such a commotion, such distressing noise. Kindly remember that this is Versailles. This is the royal court, and we are French. I have made a decision, and my decision is no. I shall not be going with you today. I have seen your world, and I have no desire to set foot there again. We do not require your feet. You think I fear you, but I do not fear you even now. You are merely the nightmare of my childhood, the monster from under my bed. And if my nightmare can return to plague me, then rest assured, so will yours. So, starting off, Panic in Paris. Yes, so we start off in media res, which uh, they do like to do with... Uh, Stephen Moffat and uh, Russell T Davis era who don't know where where the story starts off action mode mm. uh, with no explanation and yeah and this is a, a bunch of uh, 
of uh, garlic eaters running about in panic. Yes. Um, but for once, it's not uh, it's not us, is it? It's not the British that have caused it. No, no, we don't we don't know yet what's going on. Yeah. We next see a very down blousy Sophie Miles. Yes, yes. Uh, she, um, as you said, I think Lady Penelope. Yes. Uh, she's she's one of the highlights of this story. I think. She's really really good. Yes. Yeah. Very very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, to the point where. At the end, when you think they sort of toy with that she's going to be a companion, I I remember thinking, oh, God, Rose is leaving. Oh, what a pity. <laughs> you know what I mean? I thought, I thought, honestly thought they could have had her as a companion. Shit, yeah, yeah. And, mm. and yeah, I could see them doing that. And, yeah, she would be an improve, improvement over Rose. But, yet again, someone who's fallen madly in love with the Doctor. So well, we this, wouldn't the, get uh, away from that, would we? The, this is one of my pet peeves with this I mean I've got several with this story re-watching it and this is one of them it's it's we're back to uh, and it's Russell T Davis and Stephen Moffat they seem to share this obsession that that everyone's got to be in love with the doctor that the minute you meet the doctor you that's all you want to do and I, I'm, I was thinking is there is there something to this that when they were fans they loved the doctor and that's how they think. Because if you're a fan and you love the character of Doctor or you love the Doctor, that's, that's okay. But to have every character you meet either thinks he's an idiot and dismisses him or immediately falls in love with him, it's getting very, very repetitive. Can you see this? this I mean, just mentioned survival can you see that in the sylvester mccoy era no. that anybody who meets the seventh doctor falls in love with him if uh, if sylvester mccoy popped out your fireplace you'd be calling the local pest controllers wouldn't you you wouldn't be uh, immediately falling up this is the other thing that annoys me with this story when you watch it uh with a you know with, with a, an open mind because none of it really makes sense in the the doctor because we've got a terrible thing here when, where, okay, the, the, the guest star falls in love with the Doctor. And they make the, the thing that the Doctor has visited her all her life. I mean, they revisit it again in the 11th hour, don't they? It's the same thing mm -hmm. with, uh, uh, with Karen Gillan. Uh, it's the same story. But in this one, they're going, oh, the Doctor's appeared. So this young girl is friendly with her. And the Doctor falls in love with her. But when you stand back and look at it, the Doctor's known this woman for four minutes. Yep. Literally, he's met her like four minutes ago, and all of this is taking place in a very short period of time. She, yes, has met him repeatedly through her life, but for, to say, one sentence each time. Yeah. Um, it just, it, again, it's this wishful writer's it's like I love the Doctor, therefore my characters will love the Doctor. There's not. I know they've they're limited to forty five minutes, but there's there's no. They've not earned this, in this story. Um, it sort of holds together if you take it as read that yeah the Doctor's lovable one. You know the Doctor's for, for some reason thinks Madame de Pompadour is this uh, uh, totally unique. Uh, person but she doesn't seem to, to me she doesn't seem to do anything that is out of the ordinary whatsoever no. so I don't know why well I can imagine a couple of points where he fell in love <laughs> well it was uh, David Tennant as well wasn't it yes in well yeah, yeah for a couple of years um, yeah 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 those couple of points are pleading to the fireplace yes um, come and save me and there's a man he'll yeah. come and save me doctor doctor and that's you know when the credits start um, and then we go 3,000 years later, and oh, good grief. I, I, I kind of like blanked uh, the, the prospect that we might talk about Mickey again. I've um, forgotten Mickey was in it. Bloody Mickey is he in might it. might as well not be in it. Um, yeah, the, the Doctor, Mickey and Rose land on this uh, very, very alien-esque Nostromo spaceship. Um, I, I hate this, right, where you get like an abandoned derelict spaceship space station and you flip a switch and suddenly all the power comes back on yes yeah it makes you wonder what well, who turned it off then or, yeah well the other thing that annoys me with this is the it, 
this this spaceship is designed by the same people that made the amazingly graceful and lovely clockwork droids. Mm-hmm. But the aesthetic's totally different. Yeah. One is grungy as it is now, or as 1979's Alien thought it would be. You know, all sharp angles, grease, and tap. And the other one is like really, and it doesn't, it doesn't quite fit. Like you look at, you look at uh, Robots of Death, which I think is the one that's most close to this in in sort of aesthetic for robots and that very elegant robots. The ship is elegant. Yeah. I, yeah, if, but... if you showed me this ship and said, what sort of robot would these people design? It would be Marvin the Paranoid Android from the TV show. Yeah, but I just figured that these clockwork robots have made themselves look like that for some reason to blend in with 18th century France. I th- yeah, I think so, because the, they're wearing French uniforms now, but when when we see them as the clockwork cells... Oh, I see, when all, you take the, love, the mask yeah, off. It's yeah. all delicate clock. I mean, I don't know why they're clockwork. And again, I think this is possibly a case of the creatures were designed before the story, because there's no reason for them to be clockwork. No. Because nothing else in the ship... You should have had the ship be like this, a clockwork ship. Yeah. And then you go, oh, okay, that makes sense. But yeah, 3,000 years in the future. Um, quite a nice exterior ship model. Yeah. Or I suppose it's CGI now. It's probably not even a model, is it? No, that would have been CGI. I like the way they just just so happen out of all the... I don't know how big this space station is, but, but yeah. assuming it's massive, the TARDIS lands right next to that mantelpiece. Yeah. Well, I suppose... They've, they've got round this, haven't they, now, by saying the TARDIS does the thinking. Oh, okay. I don't know how it knows these things, but... So it's like, okay, we can, I suppose... Again, it's it's very, very um, plot convenience. And I, I I know that they... With 45 minutes, they've, they've sort of said, the writers have said, you have to skip logic to get straight in because people won't wait. And I think that's a disservice to... Mm. viewers i think viewers understand you know that you have to have build up and that but yeah they land directly luckily obscure in the one bit of evidence that explained yeah. why yeah they they land next to this fireplace and the doctor sort of says it's a an 18th century uh french fireplace what's it doing here and what with what we find out later none of this makes sense well, this Other is my the first it's hell. called the girl in the fireplace. So we find out, spoilers, we find out that it's not a fireplace. It's a, a time portal Yes. Uh, to Paris. In 1727. 1727. And a yeah, young so, Renette. Renette is yeah, Sophie so Miles' character. The Palace of Versailles. Yes. Um... And then we, we find out that this ship is littered with other portals to different parts of the palace. I don't know why. Or how. Or how. I There's don't know that how they've done it. Yeah, the, the doctor, didn't the doctor say something like, um, uh, with enough power, I mean, this ship's putting out so much power, with enough power you can pretty much do anything. It doesn't really make any sense. Because... We learn later, or we'll go through it later on when we find out why this is happening. It's the, the question of how becomes even more relevant. But what I don't get is, we see the other portals, and they're portals into a mirror and mm-hmm. doorway. They haven't got uh, the version of them on this side. No, they don't they're switch around. Tech. Yeah, so why does this fireplace do that? And bear in mind, <coughs> later on, because they obviously the the Stephen Moffat thought, oh God, what have I done? I better put a line in. Um, we're in a different palace, mm. and the fireplace still connects. And they they wave it away by saying, oh, I moved the fireplace brick by brick. <laughs> How exactly does that work? I I don't, and it's not just the fireplace; it's the wall as well because yeah, it, yeah. it swings around in a very Abbott and Costello way, doesn't it? Yeah. You know. I and don't what know. would happen? What would have happened if the, someone had swung it as they were taking it apart and moving it brick by brick while it was in a wagon going from Paris to somewhere else? Hmm. What? How does that work? And my other question is: 
what's going on with the time here? So, we're in 1727, like say, she's, uh, she's a young girl, Renette, in Paris. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, we don't know yet, but for some reason, these, these uh, robots are visiting her. And hiding under the bed. Hiding under the bed. I, that was actually in my notes, was why is it hiding under the bed? So, the, just before the doctor lands, <coughs> pardon me, just before the doctor lands, um, presumably these robots have gone through to have a quick scan of her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we find out the big crux of this episode is that if time passes on the ship, it passes much more on the other side of the fireplace. How? I don't know how. How is this connected time-wise? Because the Doctor's in there for a good four minutes, Mm -hmm. but when he comes out, it's the same time. Yeah. But later on, he comes out for two minutes, goes back in, and it's 20 years later. Yeah. So I don't know how any of this is working. But the, the robots have gone through and go, we want to check on uh, young Renette. Even though, presumably, this must be the first time that they visited. Yeah, we're lucky that the doctors got here the first time they're visiting. Yeah. But when have they built the fireplace and lot latched to it? Is that just happened as well? That's lucky. How did they find Renette? No idea. Presumably, there's history books on board that space station. But the, we we find out they're so stupid that they they know what they need, but they don't they don't know what they need. So if they've got the equivalent of the internet <coughs> to tell them exactly where uh, Renette was at that point, to be able to build a fireplace in her bedroom, <laughs> um, why didn't they know that her brain isn't going to fix the ship? But, but so the doctor just for the doctor lands these these two robots go through the portal and they want to scan her. What do they hide under the bed because they hear the doctor come in? I guess so. I guess so. Of course, yeah. this is all just setting up this bloody stupid thing that Stephen Moffat does all the time, which is well, if the clock's broken, what's ticking then? Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. One of those moments, isn't it? Yeah. His his he he likes to put these in where. Uh, if something, then something. He did it on the um, the Doctor Dances, and he's done it on other stuff. Yeah, uh, if that's the case, why is this? And you you get that supposedly creepy thing. But it, you then immediately <coughs> ruin any tension you build up, because you have the Doctor go, oh, that's ticking from a six-foot device. I can tell by the echo. Yeah. <laughs> what? Bloody hell. How does and, that work? And that's when we see them for the first time. Yeah, that, yeah. it is a beautiful design. I, I, I like the crackling on the mask and, and everything. What I don't like about these these chaps is uh, they've gone very lazy. That's a, just a Cyberman voice. Yes, it's a standard uh, modulated voice, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I we'll, we'll discuss the designs that later. But yeah, I do like the, the look of these guys. Um, clockwork men. Um, but where? I, yeah, I suppose where did the second one come from? I don't know. Um, but yeah, so the doctor uh, basically well, does he save Renette? I think he, yeah, he, go- he saves Renette. He but, takes the clockwork yeah. person back through the yeah. mantelpiece, doesn't he? And back to the spaceship, yeah. and he freezes it with a fire extinguisher. I don't know how yeah. that works. No, or how he knew he got a fire extinguisher. We also get another. Another weird thing that makes no sense, where the doctor looks into Renette's eyes and says, they've scanned your brain, I can tell. <laughs> That's yeah. a, I don't know, what, what's he keying off there? I don't know. Um, but yeah, he t- takes the, uh, uh, the, the robot back, um, finds this gun that, like say, turns out to be a fire extinguisher. Very unwieldy fire extinguishers. Mm. You wouldn't yeah. want to have to use them in an emergency, would you? Um, but he's, the Doctor's basically a git in this to everyone. Yeah. And he's a creepy git as well, because Very when creepy, he goes yeah. back, 
some years have passed and we've got Sophie Renette and that, oh, how you've grown, ding dong line. It's like, oh my God. Imagine if like Dr. Hewitt said James, he would come out and go, wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you've got Barbara Windsor as Renette. Yeah, you could have had the doctor when he stands up from the fireplace and and sees her, you get the old penny whistle. (laughs) 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 Um, It's about on that level and it's very creepy. Oh, it's Um, horrible. You do get, yeah, you got, there was one nice line, I thought, which very Stephen Moffat line, which, okay, that's quite clever, where uh, uh, she goes, um, what do monsters have nightmares about? And he goes, me. And I thought, okay, that's that's a nice line, I'll, I'll give you that one. Yeah, but we've also, we've got the romance starting now, haven't yes. we? And it, it, we've got him boasting that he's just snogged Madame de Pompadour, you know? And it's like, oh, yeah. give it a rest. Um, yeah, the Doctor is immediately into horrible, obnoxious, and then we get the Rose is a bit jealous yeah. um, moment, uh, and, and Mickey sort of being stupid. But the, the Doctor says to him, stay here. Don't move. And Rose immediately is, well, you should never do what the doctor says. Let's yeah. go. And do it. She's a dangerous person, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she's not very nice either. No. Um, and we've got Mickey being a colonial marine um, with that gun walking around the corridors. Yes. Meets, meets an eye on a stalk. Yeah. And and they find a, a heart in a hatch. Yeah. I don't know how this... We, we, we later find out that the crew of the space station, they ran out of parts. I don't know what parts, but then the robots needed parts, so they used the crew yeah. for the parts. How does that do, work, then? I don't know. The only thing I can imagine is, is they should have written it where something happens um, and the crew is incapacitated and the robots have got no no one to follow orders from, so they start to use their own... That would have been quite nice and creepy, and it's like, oh my god, they, the the crew are incapacitated in the med lab, and they've just used them for... And that's quite... But no, we yeah, we just get the uh, the ship's crew run out of parts, so the robots use the spare parts, which were the people. It's like, how's that going to work? So, I, presumably then, if that is the case, then the heart in the hatch... There originally was a pump in there, which broke, yeah, so they put a human it. heart in there. How is that heart staying alive? Uh, I don't know, through magic. But also, um, there's, there's this weird thing that people think that the human body is is better than anything else in it. But the, the heart as a pump is, is not a great design. It's not a good thing. If you're pumping any liquid other than blood, it's pretty useless for mm. it. The capacity is not great. You, know, you literally could have done a better job if you had nipped to Halfords and got a, you know, a, a little twelve volt pump or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, I, I worry, I worry when Stephen Moffat repairs his car, if he <laughs> thinks that organic and that can just be slotted in. Um, um, we we then unfortunately the the next Moffat fixation is raised, isn't it? Which is he's obsessed with the Doctor getting his end away. Oh. That seems yes. to be this this pathetic, the Doctor dances thing where he, he seems to think it's incredibly clever to to get one over the BBC by instead of saying sex he says dances. Yes. Um, and uh, Madame Pompadour dance some, with me. Yeah, she goes. Yeah. He mind melds. She the Doctor mind melds with uh, with, with um, uh, Madame de Pompadour mm-hmm. and. Uh, I don't know how. When did the Doctor start being Spock? Yes. When did that happen? But it works both ways. So she reads the Doctor's mind. She realizes a, a very lonely and b a virgin, because she says, "Doctor, you've never danced. It's time you learn to dance." Mm. Which you know, uh, Stephen Moffat. You can just imagine him cackling, going, oh, "Look at this amazing double entendre. They don't know what it means." Oh. And it's so heavy-handed. Um, but um, so. Presumably Stephen Moffat's just completely dismissed Susan being actually the Doctor's granddaughter. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, Pat Troughton saying he had family. Yeah. He just doesn't think back. Nah, because we want to show that that your Doctor is the most important. Is a virgin. Yeah. Um, Virgin on the ridiculous. Yeah. 
Where, speaking of which, um, where, I can't remember. Where did the horse come from? Uh, was that on the spaceship? The, it was on the spaceship, so they turned Why? the corner. Um, well, presumably to set up the gag later on. Um, but again, I suppose Stephen Moffat is, he seems one of these weirdly obsessed with something on a something, isn't it? So this one is horse on a spaceship. Um, I'm nothing against horses, it's, it's okay. But I'm presuming it wandered in from one of the other time windows. But you have to, unless there's some we don't see, you have to think, which one? Because yeah. we've got a fireplace. Horses, horses, not renowned for curling up in front of the fire. Cats, yeah, horses, yeah. Uh, yeah, a mirror. Do horses look at themselves in the mirror? Um, but we find out later that you can't just walk through the mirror one. That's purely a viewport. Yes. Because you'll break the mirror and that, for some reason, that for some reason breaks the time connection. But disassembling the fireplace doesn't. Mm, yeah. Not entirely sure how that works. Um, but yeah, I don't know how the horse got on there, but again, it's it's a very poor setup for yeah. later on. We find out roughly at that yeah. point that Renette's not complete. They say she's not complete. Yes. Basically, she's not old enough yet. Yeah, yeah, they're waiting. Which, again, can they control when the... Why Why go back and see her when she's 10, yeah. then? Why not just know. go and see her when she's 37? Yeah, I, I literally don't know. That's what I was going to say. If they're not controlling when the window <coughs> appears, um, I don't understand how they've done this. But uh, unless, unless the windows appear in different time zones, so there could have been another one the Doctor went to where she was still young. But there's this weird causality between 17th century France and the spaceship as if it can only flow in the same way it doesn't make any real sense um, just just thinking looking in my nose again the second line that I thought was quite good um, when they do meet the doctor meets the horse and he's, he wants to keep it and Rose says you can't keep the horse and he goes I let you keep Mickey yeah that one's like, that's all right. Yeah, that was yeah. a clever line, but again, it does highlight how horrible the doctor is. Yeah, yeah. That's a Blackadder line, isn't it? Yes. It's not a doctor yeah. Line. No, the doctor shouldn't say things like that. Yeah. Um, we've also got uh, Renette. She goes through a tapestry onto the space station, and here's her future self. Yes. I don't know how. Well, that to me that does show that these windows must each window must be going into a different time zone. How? I don't know. And why not just... What If you were the robots, why are you going through the old windows? Are they going through all the windows in turn just to find the correct one? Well, one of them finally does, doesn't he? Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, off he goes through the time window. Um, and, and basically, we've got the beginning of the, uh, of the show, haven't we? Um, yes. yes with the, with the, the clockworks, the, people entering. A party going on in a big ballroom. And the clockwork people are, are invading the house, the palace, uh, and rounding everyone up because they think she's old enough now. Yeah. My jaw was on the floor last night when I watched this, and that is the appalling effect sequence of the Doctor yeah. on the horse crashing through the mirror. I mean, I can't remember watching this when when it first came out, but it must have looked crap then. It looks even crapper yeah. now. Yeah, I, well, I remember them on Doctor Who Confidential. They they put almost a whole episode towards this effect and how great it was. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it's not aged well, is it? It's it horrible. Good. It, I don't believe for yeah. one second a horse no. is smashing through a mirror with an actor on, on it. Um, the glass, the effect of the glass pieces is shockingly bad. Yeah, yeah, not not good at all. Um, the bit just before this, though, that really annoyed me was because the doc the doctor goes off to get the horse because he goes, we need a we need a truck or a tank or something to break through it. But evidently, a horse's head. That's fine. A poor horse. Um, but he sends Rose to explain to yeah. Lynette what's happening, and she explains it like a toddler would. Yep. Yeah. It's well, like another Rose. one of those plot contrivances where 
if she had said the if she had just said it like a normal adult would, there would have been no scene. But she's got to like, why is she, is she frightened of telling Renette anything? Because Renette already knows that they're on the ship and all this sort of stuff. Oh, it's just it was so plot contrivance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, and then uh, in that just before the docks breaks through the horse and we get the the sort of again well acted but this scene where Renette explains about how the doc the doctor will save them because the doctor and it's like oh this reverence for the doctor yeah it's like God I don't think it's just uh, Renette that wants to shag him is it <laughs> well he's stuck with her now isn't he because the mirror is smashed <laughs> and and he's stuck there I'm not winding you up he says ho ho yeah. Stephen um as as the uh, as all the clockwork people stop, yeah. But bearing in mind what the doctor's just done as well, so he's known Madame de Pompadour for let's let's be conservative and say, you know, a day. Even though it's not that, although he, he went off and had a party, so he's you know, and he's he's shagged her, um, and he's immediately happy to condemn Mickey and Rose to a, a horrendous death mm. to save her. Yes. Why do people travel with him? No, we, we've, we've talked about this before, haven't we? Yes. Um, and, but he, he's kind of resigned. He's, he's basically, he's got to wait for 3,000 years, hasn't he? Yeah. But uh, Renette, luckily, has had her fireplace moved. Yes, yeah, she... Because you do that, don't to, you? Of course you do, yeah. You, do you always, when you uh, move house, take your fireplace with oh, you? yeah. I take the light bulbs. I don't know about fireplace. <laughs> um, yeah, she... Because because her magical doxer that she's loved since she was seven... Um, came through it. Yeah, she decided when she moved. So if it, if she moved... Because she, she's, um, she's the king's uh, uh, bit on the side. I mean... It was an official French title, wasn't it? That they had um, uh, concubine. I was thinking porcupine. Well, that's a young <laughs> no, that's one, something a bit yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. She's the she's the ship's porcupine. Um, so, what does she does she say to the king? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got my own bedroom. I'm I'm going to bring my childhood fireplace. What if it then said, No, no, no. You're only there for a week. Well, I put it in this bedroom for a week. Mm. Um, very, very strange. But yeah, she's she's uh, moved the fireplace somehow, um, and this now works. So the doctor realizes that luckily, when it was taken apart, it was off. So when the mirror broke, it wasn't connected. So therefore, the connection is still there. Mm. Is that how this works? I suppose. I yeah. suppose. Why does he go back to the station at that point? I don't know, because um, he, he, he runs back through and he says to Rose and that, uh, get ready, we're going, I'm just going to get it. But, again, it's plot contrivance, isn't it? Why did he have to go on his own and say to her, hold on, I'll come back for you? Yeah. Why not just take her through? Yes. It's, yeah, because then it's, you um, won't have the ending that we've got, <coughs> which is yeah. he, he goes back again, but she's dead. Yeah, yeah. She she died very early in life, um, but it's twelve years later, and the king remembers him, of course. Yeah, and the king hasn't aged the day. No, yeah, the, they've they've aged the king by giving him stubble. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. That um, did, did, yeah. What, was he king like to you? I didn't believe for one no. second that that was the king I of France. Thought, I thought he was a terrible actor. He looked like a waiter. Yeah, he acted yeah. like a waiter. Um. No, 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 no disrespect to waiters, can I just say. You know. no, no. Also, why does the TARDIS telepathic circuit uh, still operate after the thing's been broken? Yeah. Link? Why aren't they suddenly speaking French? And why does it only translate certain French words? It doesn't translate monsieur. Yeah, true. You know, it's, uh, it's a dodgy idea. Um, yeah, so he, he, the king's there, and the king hands him a note that Renette uh, written him um, one day 
Uh, basically saying that, you know, I, I'm, I'm a bit dodgy. I don't feel too well. Uh, hopefully you'll be back Hurry before up. I yeah, <laughs> pop me clogs. But no, she's died. And for some reason, the king is playing this weird pronoun game thing where he, he pretends she's still alive and just leaving. Yeah, she's left for Paris. Yeah. Oh, Because that's, that's exactly how people speak, isn't it? Mm. You know. Maybe it's how mm. Stephen Moffat speaks. It might be, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we're, it's, it's meant to be this, this massive um, emotional... We're meant to be gut-wrenched. I remember people at the time and that, and people going, "This is like this is a, the most uh, emotional Doctor Who story for ages. This is amazing." And I watched it this time, and it was like, uh, "Yeah, oh well, you can you, meet, you can meet someone else next week for four minutes and fall in love." Yeah. <laughs> um, Jesus. Yeah, because it ends with, uh, "We'll probably never know why yeah. they needed Renette," and then we see the exterior of the space station. Yeah, and the ship is called. SS Madame de Pompadour. So, right, why then? Why? Yes. Why? The, so, you, you've got a space station with a crew and yeah. clockwork robots assisting them. It's called the Pompadour. Um, the crew are butchered because things break. They need some more. And that's when the robots go, who, who can we uh, uh, get to help us? Pompadour. Well, yeah. Let's let's work this out. So, so uh, an unspecified accident occurs, and the crew are, for some reason, either dead or uh, incapacitated, and the ship is damaged. And the robots, who are clever enough to build temporal portholes and mm -hmm. fireplaces, they don't quite understand. So they go. The Madame de Pompadour is damaged. We need spare parts. Let's butcher the crew and use that. Oops, that didn't work. We need spare parts for the SS Madame de Pompadour. Where will we get that? Well, from the real Madame de Pompadour. How's that even link other than in a, a, writer's going, a writer going, oh, that's clever. Yeah. It's not clever. It makes no sense whatsoever. And how did they find out about her? How did yeah. they... Um... Yeah, so they managed to then trace... They managed to find out, A, who the hell Madame de Pompadour is, when she lived, where she lived, then somehow created a wormhole that they could open up, that opened into the back of the fireplace, and they went, oh, okay, we better build the front of this fireplace in our ship and hinge it even though this is the first time we've gone through it, um, it's just pure plot contrivance after plot contrivance. And they and, do all that, but yeah. they can't fix their own spaceship. Yeah, they, they can do all that and build all that and design all that, but they don't know that using a human heart isn't going to fix their ship. What, what exactly do they want from her? They want her brain, because... At age 37? Yeah, because the doctor does that in that incredibly annoying scene where he comes back from the party and he's going, uh, you all stupid, stupidy, stupidy, stupid yeah. men with stupid faces, stupid, stupid. And it's like, I mean, if the doctor's not frightened of these people, why should we be? Yeah. Um, but he says that they, they need to repair the computer system to fix the ship. And the only thing they can think of is to use the brain of Madame de Pompadour to use as a computer. How? How? Uh, what part of her brain? No idea. No idea. Were they just gonna like? I mean, they're gonna be terribly, uh, terribly upset by the memory capacity, aren't they, of the human brain? And well, well just the know. knowledge that's in a yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know a human brain of like seventeen fifty. Yeah. What? 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 No. They're I'll... never gonna get. They're never gonna get uh, doomed to run on it either, are they? No. <coughs> But the other thing is, if I, I feel dirty saying this, in Time and Rani, at least <laughs> the Rani's plan was stupid. But at least she said, "We need to use geniuses from history." If Madame de Pompadour was a renowned genius ahead of her time, you could perhaps go, "Okay, I could sort of understand why they would think that person would be suitable." But even Mickey points out uh, the the sort of the stupidness of this plan. Mm. 
you know, they, 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 why why wouldn't you go to the future, do a Commodore to the future, and get uh, an engineer that could repair the ship? And the yeah. doctor go, oh, they're so stupid. They're not that stupid, are they? They've built a functioning, stable time Commodore that uses more power than the ship can produce. I don't know how that works either. Why can't they just do a portal back on themselves so that they can go yeah. back in time on the space station to talk to the crew to find well, out what they yeah. need? Why don't they just create a portal back to their home planet? Yeah. They don't need to repair the ship there. Yeah. But Stephen Moffat will go, ah, that you see, there's a fine line between genius and stupidity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right, Stephen, there is, mate. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> no, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't enamoured with it this time. No, um, she was, was good. Yeah. Old Sophie was the best thing yeah, in it. There, there was there was two good things in it, which is I really like the design of the robots, and um, Sophie Miles is excellent. Is it Sophie Miles? Sophie, Sophie Miles, yeah. Sophie Miles, she's excellent in it, and she she puts in a very very uh, strong performance, and I think that's what carries this episode. And yes, people think it's so good because um, if if that part had been played by someone lesser, a you know, a, a soap actress or something yeah. like that. I, this would be seen as another Stephen Moffat mm. hack job, I think. The, sto the story isn't well thought out and the scripting isn't particularly great. But I think why fans like it is, again, it's full of that mock mystery about the Doctor. And yeah. The doc isn't the Doctor great? Oh, they love all that, don't they? It's basically Stephen Moffat going, no, no, no. Uh, I, I know I'm into this program, Doctor Who, Mum, but it's actually really good. Look, look, see how good he is. That's why I love it. That's this is what strikes me is this is a this is fanfic. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm starting to get the opinion that's all new. Who is? Mm. Just fanfic. Mm. I don't think uh, you're wrong there. Yeah. All right. The, the... Well, I apologise for that because I th I honestly thought we'd be on a good one this week. No, no, no. You're, you're, you're right. I it... so wanted to enjoy it. The good thing about New Who is, you know, by, for the most part, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's one episode that happens to be 45 minutes long. We don't have to go through four weeks of the stuff, you know? Yeah, and at least I suppose, you know, it's not gone it's really totally stupid, like having your next major villain be a, a pantomime dane. Mm -hmm. Yeah, stupid, that, 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 that must never happen. No, no, uh, no. All right, so uh, design-wise of these clockwork yes. people, um, what do you think? Uh, I really like the design. Um, I, I know they're just wearing 17th century fashions now, but I think it's, it's good fashions. I, I, I really like the design. I love the fact that clockwork um, is a good idea. Um, they just don't do it. Can you imagine if this had been a like a, a remake of Robots of Death where these guys are on a ship? Mm. You know, oh, they've been really good, but they're 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 a bit of a, a design that's wasted in a poor story. All right. Uh, so design-wise, so I'm, I'm going to give them an eight. An eight. I gave yeah. him a seven, so seven and a half. Uh, and then, yeah, yeah. H how were they executed? Um, execution, as in the way they're built and the way they work, I really like. I think, like I so said, I love the clockwork. I love that scene where the doctors basically telling it you've lost and it start, It slowly winds down its little mm -hmm. clockworks and it's like there's more emotion in that than that bloody King of France gave mm. <coughs> uh, and I really like that and I like the clear parts and you know I, I, I do like the way they were done but they don't really do anything No. Um, so I'm going to drop to a 7 for their effectiveness ok well I, I've dropped it down to a 5 oh well Okay, so but yeah, they don't do anything, do they? No, nope. totally wasted it. And they could be Cybermen. I mean, this yeah, whole yeah, story could, could have just been Cybermen. Yeah. It would have made more sense if it had been Cybermen because we know the Cybermen use, you know, imagine, yeah, I oh can't, that would have been a brilliant twist that the Doctor lands on a cyber ship. Yeah. And this, these are not functioning Cybermen, these are the, these are the pre cyber suits. Yeah. That haven't got their organic parts, so they literally got no brains. <coughs> I mean, you could have had a, a superb thing there of like the Wizard of Oz, you know, these the Tin Man's looking for his heart. Yeah. And it would have been great, and it would have made more sense. 
they're going off to to try and get human parts to repair themselves. Ah, oh, that would have been superb. But no, no. Can't can't have the can't have a doctor fall in love with a blonde. Then can you hit? That's the thing. Indeed. He's got a thing for blondes, hasn't he? He certainly has. Yeah. Okay. All the writers have. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's um, six point seven five. Caravan yeah, six point seven five. A very busy caravan. Oh wow. Yeah. Let's see how many new who's are in here. Um, we have Sill to begin with. All right. Um, then we have Litton from Attack of the Cybermen. Oh, see, we we might have underscored him a bit, won't we? Yeah. yeah then we have the Smilers. Okay, very, yeah, very sort of similar yeah. feel. Yeah, then the Catkin. Catkin. Oh, yeah, the uh, the animatronic same yeah. cat. Yeah, Johnny Ringo. I do feel sorry oh, for old, poor old Johnny yeah. Ringo. What Stuck is he making of all yeah. this? Um, <coughs> then the giant maggots. Oh, yeah. oh, we underscored them on that. Yeah, then the Cybermat from Revenge of the Cybermen. Oh, yeah, yeah you, you weren't fussed on that, were you? I no. Uh, then Whittaker. Uh, who's uh, Invasion of Dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Ghostlight Smith. Who was Ghostlight Smith? Ghostlight. Oh, Josiah uh, Smith. Oh, he's the he's the yeah. guy with the glasses. Rockcliffe Go- from Rockcliffe. That's Spangers, him. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that's that's where the Cybermen yeah, will okay. be uh, living from now on. <coughs> the Clockwork Man. Even you thought they were Cybermen. Oh, Cybermen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Not far wrong. Okay, and that's it. We are finished with that tale. We'll yeah, put so that to bed. Matthew Smith. It's Matthew turn, Smith. Though, it's it? my turn, and I um I'm not sure this story that I've chosen oh. if there actually is a uh, an adversary or not. Well, this is going to be interesting if there isn't, isn't there? Well, I think Score. the adversaries yeah. adversaries are themselves, from what I can oh, okay. gather, because I've seen this story and I looked into it, and it's like ah, they've got a name. This adversary. Oh, is it the gangers? No, no, no. Uh, but I think it's like alternative versions of the Doctor and companion. Oh, okay. From it's what not I can gather. Guy, no. I'll tell you what they're called, yeah. right? But I don't know if they're called it in the show. Time zombies. Time zombies. Hmm. I don't know this one. Which which story is this? It's Journey to the Center of the TARDIS. Oh, okay. Oh, isn't that the, the, the Dream Lord one? Or am I thinking of... No, it's not the Dream Lord no. one. No. <coughs> no, I started looking into it, and it's like, yeah. oh, okay, they look interesting, and I've got a photo. I know that, that, that yeah. there is an adversary, and they're called Time Zombies. But when I was reading the synopsis... It seems that it seems to be some manifestation of the Doctor and Clara trying well, to warn right. their other versions. So let's watch it and let's yeah, see. Yeah, watch it. It might be good. Yeah. I yeah. don't remember it at all, to be fair. I don't. I remember there was a story set as they go deeper and deeper into yes, the TARDIS. Yeah. And that must yeah, be I, the story. I think so. I vaguely remember because I think everyone was thinking, oh, finally we get to see more of the TARDIS but I got I then I vaguely remember seeing it and thinking oh it's just a money saving show you know we've got three sets let's right. just use that I don't I can't remember anything about it though no nor can I or foreboding because it means nothing's stuck out yes well we might be pleasantly surprised yeah we how will this it compare week? to um, uh, the William Hartnell one we did which mm. was all set in the TARDIS. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, that's a good comparison point, actually. We'll just compare the two stories. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so journey to the centre of the TARDIS next time, Excellent. then. Good all right. stuff. Okay, uh, okay folks. Um, hopefully you, your, your uh, recovery will continue. Oh, I hope so, yes, I hope so. And you won't be hopefully coughing so much. Well, I hope it hasn't. I know a lot. We probably should have put a thing of a warning on trigger warning and it's i know a lot of people don't like throaty sounds or yes but but people hacking but, their lungs but if you if you hadn't come along the show would have been delayed and then we'll get it complaints yes. that um yeah. it's been another week without it you know yeah we don't want that we don't want to upset people no we should also actually this is a good point to just mention that uh, f- for us for me and Ian, it's the 25th of april um but in a few weeks time matt 
who you know basically is Neo's as Productions, is going away on holiday for a few weeks. So yes, much, much deserved holiday. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, so there won't be any fresh episodes for a few weeks. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be sending them to him right up until the night before he he goes away. But then you know. Um, we, we'll still be recording and we'll be stockpiling um, yes. but uh, if you, yeah. yeah if you think huh, if you think to yourself which I'm sure you will how am I going to survive without my little slice of Ian and Eric then you could fill those gaps by joining the Patreon and listening to our bit on the side that is a very good point because that yeah. is something we do independently from it Neo is, Zaz yes. um, that, that's a actually guys, a bloody though. good point you know how many have we done now? Uh, 17 17 so there's 17 and they're not short the original idea was meant to be these are little short episodes of things some of them are like a couple of hours yeah <laughs> we um, do we do yeah. tend to uh, waffle don't we yeah so so genuinely if you uh you know if you if you're thinking how will i fill my may uh other than being on bank holidays a lot i see there's three of them this month uh, yes this month, it's mad um then yeah by, by all means nip across to patreon uh, i'm sure eric can put the link in um or on the facebook page and uh you know sign up yeah uh it only costs you a couple of quid and you get a lovely month's worth of listening to more tap yeah well yeah you, you having said all that, then let's let's in this uh, break um, uh, do a, a, a special Doctor Who one. We'll have to think yes, of a Doctor Who a subject yes. to do. Yeah, yeah. Our favourite Doctor Who bits of merchandise, something like that. We've done that. Did we did do that? We've done, done that. that. Right. In that case, you could listen to that one. Um, <laughs> well, uh, suggestions then. Suggestions from the yeah. viewers. What? Yeah. What, Go what onto Facebook. What would you like us to? Uh, to, to, to have on the yeah. side Doctor Who wise a special bit on the side yeah yeah who knows ha 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 yeah well, we obviously don't no <laughs> <laughs> we're going okay don't okay alright uh, you, you get well Ian alright oh thank you thanks for uh, let, let me torture your uh, vocal cords for 50 minutes uh, was, I enjoyed it it's like therapy yeah good good excellent alright good stuff see you next time nice right. one. thanks Ian bye bye, bye.